It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Hi there, friends. Merry Christmas and welcome to Beyond the Building. Uh, Today, we are in our third week of our series on the Prince of Peace. And as we're right in the middle of it with Christmas planning and Christmas decorating, well, most likely our decorations are up by now, but, um, you know, just preparing for this season when we celebrate the the Savior of the world coming and putting flesh on so that he could walk among us. Um, You know, we don't want to miss what God is doing in this Christmas season. Uh, We are in the middle of a, a season in the world that seems to have such a lack of peace And yet the Christmas story is one that speaks peace. And so I love to think that it's just another aspect of the upside down kingdom that we live in as Christians, right? Everything that is true in the kingdom of God, uh, we see the exact opposite of it in the kingdom of the world. And so today we are calling our podcast, Don't Miss This. And I think that is uh, so pivotal because we don't want to miss what God is doing in the seasons that we're walking in. I think there's so many things we miss, Laura, because we are looking other directions. You know, our our actual gaze is looking someplace else or our thoughts are wrapped up pretty tight, um, worrying about something, being afraid of something, being overscheduled, overplanned. And as a result, we miss the very thing that's in front of us. It's kind of like sending one of your family to the fridge and you say, it's right in the front. And they're like, it's not there. And it's like, (laughs) you're like, do I have to show it to you? I almost feel like God is saying, look at the fridge. It's right there, Debbie. It's right under your nose. Mm. But oh my gosh, how easy it is to miss the very one, the Prince of Peace who brings us peace in our lives. So I'm looking forward to today's podcast. It's a little different um, because you're going to tell a story. I am. Uh, You are going to weave a story from your own, your own life, your own example. Um, And then we'll also be looking at the Christmas story in the midst of this, but it's about being intentional, being intentional to be on your watch for a piece in, in the story uh, that you're going to share about a, a moment of struggle. Yep. Okay. So I love sharing stories. And one of the things that I really love is when you many, many, many years later, look back and see how God was speaking something to you in the place that you were. um, And you don't realize it, right? You maybe miss it until you are further along in your story. Now, I want to share a story about one of my first dates with Dan. And uh, for those who know, uh, my husband's a pilot. And when we first met Many of our dates were airplane rides because that is what he loves to do. And that's what he wanted to invite me into. And so I I do look at that season and think, wow, God, how cool that was. But there's a really lot of reasons that it was kind of special and unique for me um, because my dad was like horribly afraid of flying. And because of that, we did not fly very often anywhere. So let's start out with the fact that this story takes place on one of our first dates and Dan had to go to Memphis. He had to take an airplane to Memphis and drop something off. Now we'd only been dating. uh, Well, we only dated for five weeks, Deb, uh, before we got (laughs) engaged with, which that's a whole nother story in itself. Um, So really any one of our dates during that season was, you know, a first date kind of thing. 
So that's kind of crazy about this story. We started off on one of our first dates on an airplane ride to Memphis to drop something off. The second thing is, like I've already alluded to, my family rarely flew because my dad was flying. So this was, my dad was afraid of flying. So this was another um, thing that makes this story unique to me. But the third aspect of this story that I think is unique uh, for me is I wasn't flying in the back of the plane. You know, as many times as I did fly, which were very few, I was always obviously in the back of the plane, right? I was a passenger in the plane. But in this story, um, Dan invited me into the cockpit. And so it wasn't just that I was in a plane. I was actually in the cockpit of the plane. Now, I had never sat in a cockpit before. I had never sat there pretending anything. I had never sat in a, a co-pilot seat. Um, but the lesson that I learned on this flight um, was, was huge because prior to this, I had only sat in the back of the plane. And we know that sitting in the back of the plane only gives us one perspective we can only really see one perspective when we're in the back of the plane and it's a very limited perspective. And what we can see from the back of the plane is nothing like what we can see when we are seated in the front where the captain sits. You know, Laura, I will say that I never got to ride in the cockpit of a plane for a date. We used our legs and we walked <laughs> to a yogurt shop. So just as exciting, just a little different. But I, it is funny, the day that we're recording this podcast, I know I'm getting on an airplane in a few hours. And I would, I don't know that if the pilot said, would you like to spend the ride up front? I don't know that I, I would jump at that. But you know, you, you, I know what the view is from the rest of the plane, right? When you're sitting, especially if you have that good seat on the window seat, um, which I prefer because when uh, when I'm sitting there, I get the best view of what's outside the plane, as opposed to right when you're on the, the middle seat and you're leaning and craning your neck over the person who's now being squished, trying to see out the window. But even then, just even if you're in the window seat, it's still a very, very small you know, piece of the, of the perspective. It's just, here's your little sliver and you can't see anything else. The pilot's describing on the right side of the plane, right? You're always, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Isn't that funny <laughs> when they say, look out your right side and you might can't see get like there. the Statue can't of get Liberty, there. right? And you're totally on the left and you're trying to look yeah. and you just can't see it. We can't see it all from the back of the plane. And so what yeah. I love about the fact of being brought into the cockpit is, I mean, it's all glass. You can see it all. So you get a far greater perspective being in the front of the plane than you get in the back of the plane. But what I was really reflecting on with this, don't miss this, is the fact that it wasn't just the seat that I was in that gave me a greater perspective. It was because I was invited to that seat because I was someone who was being brought closer to the captain, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was really reflecting on this and I thought the only reason I had a greater perspective on what was going on around me was because I was brought to a seat that was closer to the captain. And so at the closer we get to the captain, and obviously if we're bringing this into a story of us coming closer to the Lord, the closer we get to the captain, the more we're going to be able to see. And when we are seated at a distance from the captain, we only have a partial perspective. And that is one of those things in life, Deb, that just kind of makes me go, hmm, right? Because mm -hmm. <laughs> that's hmm. pretty big. Yeah. yeah. And I know your love story started in December when you guys met, and apparently it 
moved pretty quickly. Yes, it did. <laughs> I'm not sure which month you got engaged in, but I know it was pretty fast. But this this is really parallels well to the real Christmas story. Let's let us jump into Luke two for just a minute, right? This is the story where Jesus is being born. The news is going out, right? The the announcement, the birth announcement is going out, and we're going to pick up in Luke two eight to 14. This is where shepherds are in the field and they receive quite a phenomenal birth announcement. It says, and there were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, fear not for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior, which is Christ the Lord. And it will be a sign unto you and you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. Doesn't that passage just put a smile on your face when, when it Mm -hmm. just, there's something about that passage that always grabs me, but the word that really hit me as I was reading this passage and thinking about my story, which we'll continue with in a minute Um, is that word behold. And I think it's interesting because when there was an announcement that the Messiah had come, that Jesus was born, right? The announcement was made by the angels to the shepherds. Now it's interesting because the shepherds, of course, they've never seen angels before. They've never seen like the sky full of angels singing and their first response Mm -hmm. would have been fear. But I love the fact that when they're standing in a place of fear, the angels come in and they speak this word, behold, right? And we're going to see that the word behold, while it was used a lot in the Old Testament, not so many times in the New Testament, and probably very, very few times in 2023, the word (laughs) behold has such a significant meaning. It literally is saying there's a difference between just seeing and beholding, like what the shepherds were seeing with their eyes were angels. But the angels were saying like, don't look at us and don't stay locked in your place of fear that you're feeling right now. There's more to this story, right? Behold, because behold goes beyond our physical eyes and takes us into the spiritual realm. Behold uses the eyes of our spirit to see things that are happening in unseen places. It actually, behold, actually is something that expands our perspective to attempt to see things the way God sees them in the heavenly realm. Like the word behold, it is ginormous, right? It is huge. And we don't want to miss what God is saying as we behold. As you as you study that word a little bit more, the definition of behold, it's let's unpack it. It's to perceive, to gaze intently upon, or to observe a thing or a person, especially a remarkable, impressive one. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, it's kind of like the awe that's around, like, wow, I can't believe I'm seeing this. And it's not when you're the word behold doesn't just speak to the action that's being done. The focus is on the one doing the action. It's not, so it's not just what's in front of you. It's like, who's Mm -hmm. behind this? It's not like, you know, when you just say, hey, just look over here and you're kind of flipping about it. It's on purpose, your intent on what you're seeing in front of you, but something that's far beyond that. You're gazing at something 
knowing that there is more than what meets the eye. By word, that the word by definition also tells us a lot more about the object that you're beholding. So this one, this, this Messiah that we're beholding is worthy of acting on what we're seeing because his very nature was over the top incredible. Isn't it crazy? Because like behold is an action, right? We're supposed to look, but it tells us about us and it tells us about the one we are beholding. Like this is a Mm -hmm. power packed word and God wants us to see beyond what our physical eyes can see. He wants to change our perspective and expand our vision. And so he invites us right? To come out of trusting in what we can see and begin to trust him in what we cannot. And man, I am just thinking about our story in our world right now. We have to trust in the one we cannot see and not focus on the things that we can, right? Now the word behold mm-hmm. in the Greek also has this crazy definition where it's it's like the word behold is is being used to say, be sure to see this. Like don't miss this, which is the title today. Mm -hmm. So in the Christmas story, when the angels are saying, behold, they're, they're actually saying there is so much more to what you can see going on. Be sure to see this. Don't miss it. It's like an imperative or command. I mean, I think about my grandchild. I'm constantly saying, don't do this or make sure to do this, or don't, you know, make sure you see what's in front of you. It's the same kind of thing. There was something that the angels wanted the shepherd's to not miss in the birth of the Messiah. You know, there had to be a response to what they were beholding. We don't just behold something to look at it and turn away. And so when the when the angels are saying, hey, behold, the Messiah has come, we need to say, what were they supposed to behold? What did God not want them to miss? Mm-hmm. Right. And so we keep going in verse 13. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So look at what they're saying, right? They're saying the Messiah has been born. Don't miss <laughs> that there's a response to this, right? Glory to God in, in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. I mean, like what you said, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude. It's almost like the angel says to the shepherds, behold, and it you know, speaks, and then it amps up the sight, the sound, like it's like turn up the volume. Now there's a multitude. It's like if you weren't paying attention before, yeah, now you really are paying attention That's right. because <laughs> what I'm about to say, what we're about to sing, you need to get it. There's two things here. Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth, goodwill towards men, peace to men. So part of this bigger picture there to get, God is getting the glory in this moment. And he, this birth of the Messiah is going to bring peace among men. It's almost like you want to go back to your plane analogy. It's like the angel said, step into the cockpit. Mm-hmm. Come on up front. We're going to get you closer to the captain, the, you know, God himself and you, and it's going to be so overwhelmingly amazing for you. We're going to let you have a little bit of a, a bigger window to look out because I mean, they're just quietly in a dark field at mm-hmm. night. They're what they're watching for is like a wolf, not a, a 
that's a, right. That's a ceiling right. of sky that just illuminates all of a that's sudden. Right. That's so right. that's what's really big. So our response, right? Our response when the heavenly father invites us into his presence should be, wow, this is the good news of Christmas. God is getting the glory through this. And as a result, God, you are enhancing peace in our lives with other people. That's right. It's the, it's the two things that God through the angels did not want people to miss right in the birth of the Messiah, our response to beholding Christ's birth. When we celebrate, regardless of the season that we're in, right. When we celebrate Christmas and we behold the Messiah, the news of the, of the Lord's birth, we should be giving glory to God. Like you just said, and we should have peace between men, ah, peace toward men. Mm -hmm. Why is this possible? Why is it possible for us to have peace, live in peace, right? Because we're coming closer to the savior. And so it's just like in the cockpit. I come closer to the captain. I can see what I am to behold in the Christmas story. Christ was coming closer to us and we are invited into the story. And so what should be our response? Peace and glory to God, right? Jesus came to be with us and our response to that closeness, man, should be peace among ourselves. And yet here we are again in a time of war around the globe and unrest in our country, in our, our personal lives, in our family, in our hearts. And I just feel like there is this peace that God wants us to be living out right now. And I feel like there is this, this push toward in the middle of the chaos I want you to behold the baby in the manger and recognize that as you come closer to the baby in the manger, right? Jesus, our savior, God gets the glory and you get the peace. Like don't miss this, right? That's it's just, it's so huge, Deb. I just get a little bit fired up about it. We can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing, I'm picturing the father like Dan saying, Laura, come sit next to me mm. in the cockpit. I'm going to give you a different view. And when you're close to Dan like that, you were learning to trust him. You were learning uh, what, you know, his perspective was, how he was operating in um, different flight situations, right? But you are getting closer to him. And that's where intimacy was really growing mm -hmm. in your relationship with Dan. For us, that stepping into his presence, he is welcoming us. He is calling us into his presence. He tells us to abide, right? Remain in him. He wants us in that relationship, which ultimately is why Jesus came so that we can have that intimate invitation with the father to be close to him. But we have a choice. We, he is, he is opening the door for us to be close to him, but we have a choice. And it, it goes back to, I can choose to ultimately miss what the father wants to show me. They might think, well, I, why would anyone choose that? Well, think about it. You have a lot of choices on how to spend your time during the day. Are you are you like overwhelmed and being drawn in to time in the word, time in prayer, time in worship? Do you, are you drawn to the body of Christ? You want to be there in fellowship, especially in December when there are so many things mm -hmm. that get piled on your plate. It's very easy to actually choose to miss it. And that sounds, that sounds harsh, right? Like choosing to miss it. I think we're choosing other things more than choosing him as a priority. Mm -hmm. And as a result, we will miss what he is speaking. You know, you, you, you've all met people who 
I, I kind of like to laugh, like they have the red phone to God, right? They just know how to hear his voice. Every single person that is really in tune with what the father is saying has a very devoted private life with the father. Mm-hmm. They're in the cockpit with him. They're hearing his still small voice. And so for us, we do have a choice whether or not we're going to uh, be in that place of intimacy. Now, the angels, they said, don't be afraid. Right here, we see where fear can also cause us to miss what God is trying to speak to us. The glory that he wants to reveal, the peace that he offers. But instead, not only are we too busy, but we're too wrapped up in fear. What will people think? You know, I'm afraid of the future. I'm afraid of the what happens in 2024. I have a list of things I'm worried about. Yep. And the father's like, get in the cockpit with me. Yep. And let yep. me speak to you and give you a different perspective. Yeah. So we just, we can choose, we can choose. That's right. I love that too, because I, I just heard something recently when I was listening to a podcast, maybe um, that the opposite of like peace isn't fear, right? It's not like fear and peace. The opposite of, of fear is actually love, right? Because perfect mm-hmm. love casts out fear. And so if, if that's the opposite, um, then when we choose to live in fear, we are actually missing the love that God is showing, right? And of course, love, like we talked about last time, is a fruit of the spirit, just like peace. So it all just ties together, right? And we have a choice in what we are going to behold. We also have a choice. And I, I do think this comes back to what you were saying a little bit with our time, but you know, we can, at Christmas, we can be super flippant about it, right? We can mm-hmm. totally look at what's going on. We can live it. We can make the cookies. We can even go to the church service, right? Right. But we may miss it. We may still mm-hmm. miss it. There has to be an intentionality that we are not going to be flippant with what God is doing in this season that he calls us to behold. Because we don't want to people be people who do that flippantly. You know, when there's a, when my granddaughter was born, man, it was, there was no flippant about that, right? This was an no. intentional <laughs> gazing, beholding. I was in awe of what God was doing. I continue every time I'm with her to be in awe that God allowed us to have this child in our family. How much more intentional do we need to be when we celebrate the birth of, of the Messiah, right? It is not a flippant thing, even though it was 2000 years ago. It's like, literally when we look at it flippantly, it's like, yeah, we'll be on the plane. Like we're on the Christmas plane. Sure. Mm -hmm. But we're pretty content to just kind of be in the back doing the cookies and decorating the tree. When God is actually saying there's no flippant about beholding, get up in the cockpit, see what the birth of the Messiah means to you today in 2023, behold it, and don't miss it. Like how many times can I say that in this podcast, but don't miss it. And there's two, there's two things that are connected by the word and in that scripture that I think that and is a really powerful word. If you go back, it talks about, you know, don't miss this. It's you're going to have, God is going to be glorified. You're going to be able to see in awe, you know, much more who God is. And you're going to be overwhelmed by his presence, his power, his perspective. But the other thing that the angel said, and you will also have peace with other people, peace among men. So you, Laura, you can't be overwhelmed with the presence of God, God getting the glory without living in peace with men. That's right. That's right. They they go together. They, they, the angel said it and they go together. So you, (laughs) if you're not really walking in all of the father, then you are not really able to live at peace. That's right. With men. 
That's right. right. It's not a, it's not a one for it's a two for that is exactly, exactly right. All right. So let's, let's remember the word behold and what it means. Let's remember the fact that we are brought closer to the captain and it gives us new perspective, right? And there is glory and peace that comes in that. And I want to tell you the rest of my story. So we're continuing to journey toward Memphis. I will just tell you that I said to Dan multiple times on this trip, if anything happens to me, my father is literally going to have your head. (laughs) (laughs) He is letting me go in a plane with a guy that I really don't know that well, all the way to Memphis. And yes, I was an adult, but I also respected and honored my dad a lot. And I just kept saying, nothing can go wrong on this flight, my friend. So- we're going to Memphis. Your dad would have, he would have found them too. He would have, <laughs> that's right. he yeah. I know. That's right. So we're going to Memphis and everything's cool and smooth, right? And we're sitting next to each other in the cockpit. And I'm just amazed at this view that I have. And we're getting to know each other. We're talking, looking out the window. Dan is pointing to me all of the landmarks on the way to Memphis probably pointed out Franklin, Tennessee. Wouldn't that have been funny? And yeah. I was just super, <laughs> super amazed at the perspective. But as we got closer to the airport and I could see he's teaching me the different uh, systems in the front of the plane, I can see we're getting closer to Memphis. But the closer we're getting to Memphis, the closer we are getting to our destination, I'm also recognizing that the less I can see as I'm looking out the window. So sometimes when we get closer to the captain, right, uh, doesn't mean we're always going to see in our circumstances, right, what we necessarily want to see. And so as I'm watching out and I'm looking at the radar, I'm seeing that there is a pretty significant storm ahead. And I'm recognizing that it's getting dark, it's nighttime, there's a storm ahead, and man, it is starting to not look so pretty outside if I can see anything at all. And so my eyes went from looking out the window to looking at the captain, right? Because I wanted to see the captain's response to the storm. Ah, These are those moments where I just have to sit and pause for a minute because when we are in the dark, right, we want to see the captain's response to the storm. And so when I looked over at at Dan, who I really hardly even knew at all, (laughs) which also can go to our relationship with the Lord, right? We don't have to be someone who's known Jesus for 30 years. All we have to do is gaze Mm -hmm. at Jesus, right? And we will see that in the storm, there is a calm, cool, collected captain fully in Mm -hmm. charge of the plane, fully confident in his ability to get us safely on the ground, regardless of the storm. And as Dan just looked at the instrument panel and Dan did not look, his primary goal was not looking out the window. It was to look at the instrument panel in front of him. Dan kept the plane on course. And I'm telling you, I was in the cockpit. I was in a place where I I was choosing to behold. I was in a place that had a big (laughs) window, right? But in the moment of the storm, I was given a brand new perspective on the story because I realized that even with my great opportunity to see out the window, I realized I still could not see it all, Deb, right? I still couldn't see it all. I, I'm i just trying to picture, like, I think I would be flipping out. Like, Dan, do you see how you can't see anything? And yeah. that's the point where you're probably like, Laura, I just need to be quiet. Like, <laughs> you just, zip the lip. You, you zip, zip the lip. The lip. <laughs> but, but knowing this story... Knowing this story, Laura, you got to know more about Dan in the dark, in the storm, than you did when he was pointing out all the landmarks. Like your hope and your trust and your confidence in Dan as the pilot, as the captain, ricocheted through the roof. Mm -hmm. You saw him navigate something that was way out of your perspective, Mm -hmm. way out of your control. And I just think, man, it's not so true for our lives, right? It's in the dark. The captain, the heavenly father sees so much more than we do, even in the dark. When we have a lot of questions, things aren't making sense. 
that's when he breaks through the angels, right? They broke through in the dark, in the night. And for right that moment for the shepherds, they could have lost their peace right there. That's why they're like, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. These are the places where our eyes may fail. Our understanding is so limited Mm -hmm. with the storm in front of us where the path that we had seen is now shut down. But the captain, the heavenly father, his understanding, his awareness of where he is, where we are and how we need to get through it. It doesn't fail. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And, and that's really the whole, that's really the whole point to what I don't want to miss in this story, right? Is because he knows so much more than I do. He can mm-hmm. see so much more than I can. And just like mm-hmm. Dan we were complete darkness until 500 feet. We broke through and literally Deb, I I was amazed. We were lined up with the runway and a few seconds later, Mm -hmm. a second later, we were on the ground. Like Dan had Mm -hmm. safely landed the plane. And I remember thinking, uh, I'm not so much amazed by my perspective or the windows anymore. Like I became amazed at the captain. And, and I then you think married that's, him. Yeah, exactly. I said yes, like three weeks later. So <laughs> I think that's so interesting because when we're going through our storms right now, or whatever it is, when we're going through our storms, right? The more we behold what God is doing and who he is, right? The glory does go to God and we have peace among men. In my situation, clearly I wasn't given Dan like glory for it but there was a significant thing that drew me to him because of that. And I felt Mm -hmm. safe and at peace because I knew he could handle the storms inside the plane. So it's just crazy. It just made me want to know the captain more, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't want to miss the one who was sitting beside me. And um, it's probably why the next date was a yes. (laughs) Even if it's in another plane ride. Yeah, exactly. Because you've, you've seen him you know, be trustworthy in one storm. Let's do another adventure. I mean, I think there comes a time in our lives, Laura, where we are no longer content to sit back a distance away from the captain, Mm -hmm. right? The heavenly father where we've tasted and seen that he's good. And we want to be in his presence the whole time where we recognize, wow, you gave me some perspective that was much bigger and I, I'm back into a situation where I don't see the whole thing. God, I want to be up. I want to be held by you like a child that's being picked up by a dad. And now they can see around from a lot different perspective. That's, I think he stirs that in us. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the time, right? When he's inviting us to behold, don't miss this. Don't miss yes. what I want to show you. That's a greater motivation. I know for me to to listen to that voice and to step into where he's saying, come over here. I have something I want you to see. Yes. And it's, it's building this hunger to be in his presence more and more because he continues to invite us to behold. Amen. Amen. Beholding Jesus changes everything, Debbie. And that's the thing we don't want to miss, right? This year, regardless of where you are, regardless of the storm that's gone on in your story, regardless of the wars that are going on in the world, right? Regardless of what we see on the news or perhaps a a layoff or a financial issue that you're going through, regardless of the relational issue you're dealing with, beholding Jesus gives God the glory, gives you the peace, and it changes everything. 
And it's not just about you. I mean, you look in the Christmas story, Mary has a behold story, Joseph, the shepherds, the the three magi, everyone has a behold moment where God is like, don't miss this. Look carefully what I'm telling you to do. And because each of them in their story said yes and stepped into what God was calling them to do, the, um, they saw, they ended up seeing something far, far greater than a manger. That's right. That's right. And, and so do we, right. When, when we right. have that perspective, we see something far greater than what we think we're seeing at the moment too. So we don't want to miss this. We don't want to miss God's glory, our peace. And as we um, really wrap up today, I, I think there's probably, we all probably have a story we can look back to and say, there was something that God wanted me to see and not miss. And perhaps I mm-hmm. didn't behold that moment. I just right. looked at it and moved on. It's kind of interesting to ask the Lord, um, in your quiet time, right? God, is there a moment that you want to speak to me through that I've already lived where you had something for me mm-hmm. and j- ask the Lord what it is, start to journal. It would be kind of really yep. very cool to hear what kind of behold moments have been happening uh, throughout our lives as we intentionally focus on what God has done and is doing. Yep. Now we have a very unique opportunity, Deb, as we, as we close out today, next Monday, when our final podcast uh, for the year 2023, right? Mm. And um, and our final podcast in the series, when it goes live, uh, it will be next Monday and it will be Christmas Day. Mm. And so we have not had that opportunity before. And I think it's yeah. a very special one. So we would love it if you're, if you're listening today. Um, join us at some point, whether it's next Monday or sometime throughout the week. Uh, Debbie and I are just going to sit in the thought of who is our Prince of Peace and just read some scriptures that, uh, that tell us who our Prince of Peace is just a, just a quick moment together as we reflect on the gift of the Prince of Peace to us in this season, um, as we celebrate the one who came to set us free. So we hope you'll join us, uh, just for some scriptures some reflection on who our Prince of Peace is. Merry Christmas. Thank you for being with us. Don't miss what God's doing in your story today. And we look forward to reading the word of God with you next week on Christmas Sunday. God bless you. Merry Christmas, everyone. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.